Hello, and welcome to the 30th episode of How to Hold a Pencil. My name is Ruben Ingbert, and I'm your host. Today I have with me Sean Singh, a 15-year-old designer and developer. He started learning uh, HTML and CSS at the age of six and quickly moved on to several other language languages. He's built a number of things and has already released uh, two iPhone apps. Welcome, Sean. And for the people who don't know who you are, why don't you tell the listeners at home a little bit about yourself? All right. Uh, well, first of all, thanks for having me on the show. Um, so, uh, you know, as you said, I'm I'm Sean, and I've been developing apps for a while. I've been working on websites for a while. I mean, I don't know how long a while can be since I've only been alive for about a while. years. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's it's been really fun. I, n- I never thought that I would actually take development or design seriously when I first started out. Uh, it was more about just kind of having fun, finding time to pass over summer. Um, but then I started getting good at it. I started seeing other designers and developers who were actually really good, and I wanted to be like them. Um, and so I just I kept learning, and I never, I never got a book on web design or app design until about a year ago. I just kept learning on my own, and um, I just got to where I am now, and hopefully I'll get a lot better soon. Awesome. So even though you have... You basically, you're kind of like me in that you've grown up basically on the web. Um, it's been around your whole life. Uh, for me, I picked it up when I was seven. So I guess I was alive for seven years before it really became mainstream. Uh, but uh, what's your first memory of the web? Um, for me, it was really just online computer games. Disney has a couple of them. And that was the first thing that I really did. And it just went on from there. So I built... A tiny little blog based off of uh, one of the games, and so that was that was the, my first kind of interaction with the web. Awesome. So, so you got your start building uh, a game or building a blog, but like, you know, you you're six years old and you're starting out. Like, how did you sort of like, you know, I knew about the web and stuff, and I was like, oh, I'm online and I'm in <laughs> this playing this game or whatever. Yeah. But like, I had no idea about anything. How did you sort of make that introduction? Yeah. So most people, when they first start developing, I guess it, it's more about okay, I need to learn how to code. How do I learn how to code? Uh, for me, it wasn't that. Obviously, I was six. Uh, it it was more about you know I've seen a bunch of websites uh, that are all the same kind of you know giving little cheats and hints to this game and I'm always really competitive that way I, I wanted to make something that was better than them uh, and so you know I just try to search you know website on Google not even how to make just website and uh, you know I just I saw wordpress.com and that's what I did I, I just made a simple wordpress website you know and over time I wanted to make things even more seamless so I got rid of that wordpress.com ending I got you know the paid hosting and the domain name and the CSS. And I saw, when I looked at CSS, I said, oh, you know, if I change background color, the background color changes. Wow. So, you know, that's just how I kind of got started. You know, it was progressing from, you know, those basic themes and things that you can change to really more of code later on. You know, so many people uh, have told me, you know, through interviews and conversations, how they, you know, sort of just started by just like opening a CSS file and changing something. And that was like, the light bulb for them. Um, yeah. And it's really interesting to me because I think that's a very, it's a, I think a lot of people have that moment and remember that moment where they did that. So you're changing CSS, you're kind of like flying by the seat of your pants, but like when you started just to decide to dive deeper and dive deeper, like what type of resources did you use to learn things on your own? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, obviously, before I went into really deep graphic design, I did. I, I downloaded GIMP, and that was the first thing that I used. So I used my dad's computer. I used GIMP, and I just kind of designed small things through there. And I, um, you know, I, I basically took themes and things that had already existed online and just tried to change things. I, I never had a HTML or CSS book ever, and I still don't have one. <laughs> Probably should get one. Um, but I think I think you're doing okay. Yeah. Um, besides. Uh, the responsive web design kind of handbook that's everybody has that I got, you know, a couple months ago. But besides that, I, n- I never had anything. I just kind of played it by ear, changed a couple things, saw things change in the web page, changed a couple more things, saw things change in the web page. And it's a very gradual process learning about web design. You know, you can't expect to be perfect in one day and nobody expects you to. You know, you're just supposed to learn. You know, you're, you're my, you know, because I was so young back then, I still am young now. <laughs> um, but, you know, because I was so young back then, I wasn't really geared to comparing my work to others or to making something that's a business. I didn't have anything to worry about when it came to house or financials, and I really still don't. Um, and because of that, I feel that it just it helps in terms of, especially when you're young, to learn without having any pressure of having to make a living. And you know, if you have a full-time job or something like that, and you just want to learn on the side there's no pressure of having this learning on the side trying to become a, a real living only when you get to that level where you can actually consider you know i can actually do this for a living awesome so obviously after doing it on css you know i know you released two apps on the uh, you know on the iphone you know how did you sort of make that transition and what how did your learning style or how did you decide that you were going to learn ios development and like sort of change mm-hmm. paths yeah um well, not so much change paths as more of, you know, keep both going because you need web, you need iOS, right? But it was a kind of, it wasn't a gradual transition. I wasn't really thinking about it. It was just kind of like a jarring right then and there decision. Um, you know, Apple has their WWDC conference every year. And uh, I think it was 2013. That's the year that I started uh, making iOS apps. Um, so they announced this scholarship for students, you know, if you build an app about yourself that's really creative and that highlights all the work you've done before, we will, you know, take a look at that and we'll pick some winners to come to WWDC for free. You know, that's pretty awesome. I've always wanted to go to WWDC. Um, so that's when I really started saying, okay, I should make iOS apps. And it was just like a snap. It was immediate. I didn't have a a slow transition into this kind of thing. I just said, I want to start making apps. And so I just kind of got into it. That's when I first started actually buying books for programming. So I bought an iOS book because I had tried it before, but you know I could never, you know, Objective C never really clicked for me. But you know, once I bought a couple books and I just I spent a whole summer just my head down and building. You know, I I didn't do anything else. I hadn't looked at web in a long time. I just kept building, 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 and I submitted you know uh, just a small app to the competition just to see what would happen which is a black screen with a bunch of text on it. Obviously, it didn't win, but it was really interesting to see that, oh, I can actually make something like this. So it was more about, you know, just keeping your head down, learning how to code, learning everything that you need to know, and just kind of getting through it. And once you once you get over that initial leap, you know, once you kind of make that leap of faith, you could say, uh, you really get the sense that, okay, I think I finally have it. I think I finally got it. When I released my first app, I was really proud. I was saying, I finally have it. And, and that's a really, really nice moment. That's awesome. So, I mean, just from your last answer alone, 
you are a very, very confident 15-year-old. And uh, Thanks. you're actually very, you're a very confident person, which is great. You know, how have you, how have you built that confidence uh, to build something? Like, we both know that building anything on the web or iOS is hard. Like, it's not easy. For sure. For sure. Um, and there are roadblocks and, you know, stumbling and all this other stuff. What has helped keep pushing you forward through those, you know, roadblocks and stuff? Yeah, I think, I don't know. I feel that my confidence level has always kind of been up high. It might just me, be me. And it, it really I know it really annoys a lot of people. It's kind of interesting. Um, but, you know, in terms of building confidence, there's always going to be those times where uh, you just, you know, you feel down. Whether it be for a personal reason or whether it be that, you know, you just can't figure out that bug. But, you know, it's it's... It's really, it's really difficult, and what I find really helps is something else. It's a side project kind of thing. So, you know, if I'm working on an app, and I guess almost everything in my case is a side project, but if I'm working on an <laughs> app that I can't figure out, that I don't know how to do the wireframe for it, I don't exactly know how I want the navigation hierarchy to be working. I, I don't know how to squash this one bug. It's, you know, it's really interesting. I just have to go do something else. And that helps with everything, you know, not just web or iOS, but, you know, when it comes to anything in your life, it's just really helpful to go do something else. You know, I play the trumpet and, you know, I I like to say I've gotten pretty good at it. And, you know, a lot of times when I can't play something, I go do something else for a few days and then I come back to it and I can play. So it's just a matter of taking your time, making sure you're relaxed, you know, not burning out because you'd be surprised at how often if you just take a break you'd be a lot more successful when you come back to it later. And it it reminds me of something that I was reading uh, a little while ago. Uh, it, was, it was about, you know, productivity. And I saw how lots of presidents, a lot of successful people uh, previously, uh, what they did was they actually took naps, you know, at like 2 o'clock, you know, in the afternoon. And while you think, well, you know, I don't really have the work schedule to be able to do that right now. I um, wish. Clearly. <laughs> yeah, but, it, it, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting to see how, you know, you're sleeping, you're not doing anything, you're working less, but you get more done. And it's kind of the same idea. If you go do something else and then you come back to it, you can actually be a lot more productive than if you just keep staring at the same thing forever and not figuring it out. So what keep, like you've built a bunch of things, what keeps you motivated to build that next project? Um, well, it's always really good to have a vision or a goal or some sort of dream in your head. And, you know, that dream can change over time. You know, it can change, you know, once you've accomplished part of it, you know, a lot of things can happen. You know, if you, if you create a startup and it fails, that dream can change. But for me, you know, in in my example, I wanted to be a doctor for the longest time, even while I was doing all this web and, and things. And then when I finally switched to iOS, I decided, you know, just a year ago, a year or two ago, I decided, well, you know, I, I want to do web and iOS for my life. And, yeah, I, I want to build new platforms and I want to build new things. I want to start a company. And there's just so much to do in this industry that you can't get it done by the time you live your life. So that's what kind of keeps me going. That's what kind of keeps me pushing on to the next project, you know. These days, there's so many things that, that I can do that it's hard, you know, to say yes to all of them. So you really do have to say no. You know, a client, there are tons and tons of clients who will always, you know, be coming up and saying, oh, I want to do this, I want to do this. And that's why our email inboxes are always flooded. You know, it, it's just a matter of 
staying motivated, you know, it's just a matter of kind of keeping a, you know, a clear vision in your head. You know, you always want to know what you want to do next. Kind of, you know, just write it down, write it down, write what you want to do next. And that always keeps me motivated, you know, and have, have a role model. I guess Steve Jobs is the one that everyone goes back to, but, you know, have a role model to kind of put yourself in the footsteps of, have a vision. And over time, you actually start to feel, you know, in the zone a lot more often and you'll feel more like, you know, I can actually reach this goal. It's attainable. So, you know, you have learned a lot of things in a relatively short period of time. And uh, I'm wondering what advice you would give to somebody to sort of figure out where they should sort of jump into the web today, like somebody who's fresh, somebody who's 10 years old or 15 years old or 30 years old, and they want to jump into the web, where would they, where would you recommend them getting their start? Well, of course, it really depends on what your intention is. I mean, if you're 10 years old, you could care less about what you want to do as a career, unless you're a really motivated 10-year-old. <laughs> um, if you're a 30-year-old, you might be in a sort of job crisis or something, and you and you need to make a switch to a, a different industry. Something might be happening in your personal life. It really depends on whether you want to do this as a sort of leisure thing to start out, or whether you really need it to be a career, or whether you need it, you know, as fast as you can get it, you know, because there's something going on. So that, of course, depends. But depending on that it's just kind of what you want to do if if it's just something a side project that you just want to kind of jump into then you know i just recommend playing around you know go find a theme to some website and you know go hit the inspector button and just get a bunch of css put it into an editor and just see what happens when you do anything you obviously you're not going to know about all these fancy development tools you're not going to know exactly what syntax highlighting is and all these you know fancy things that us developers use but it's always the classic just how to how to make a website and just search it up in google or in my case when i was six just website i didn't you know but it's just a matter of kind of jumping in wherever you feel makes the most sense for you so if you know, again, if it's more of a leisurely thing, just take your time and kind of find things that you can change. Just search up little courses, go on YouTube and learn something. And I find the best way to really learn something is to do it yourself. No course, no YouTube video, nothing is going to replace just having a CSS file or any kind of file and just doing something and seeing what happens. Nothing's going to replace having that self-motivation inside of you. Or, you know, nothing's going to replace that, you know, just having a sense of motivation and just kind of jumping in wherever you can and doing it. Uh, I would suggest, I mean, of course, it depends on what field you really want to get into. If you want to get into web, there's a difference between getting into iOS. But a simple Google search and a simple just, you know, just do it, you know, just kind of get into the field and just kind of experiment and see what you can do. Don't wait. Don't kind of think, oh, I should just get this course or this teacher. Just kind of do what you have to do and try to build and you'll get better and better. So you you have uh, you've built a bunch of things. What's what's your favorite? What's your what's the favorite thing that you've built? Well, the favorite thing that I've built is what I'm building right now. Um, I'm working on a company. Uh, this is this is how I mentioned my one of my dreams is to kind of build a company, and so that's what I'm working on right now. And, and I'm working on a really really cool app. Uh, right now, it's kind of I, I you know really find it interesting. I'm I'm really liking it. I feel that a lot of the the things that I've built before, you know, I always feel like I can build something better. You know, I always feel like you know that's not the best thing that I could do. That's not showing my best side. 
you know, I, I always have this kind of nagging feeling, and I, I don't think it's a really good thing to have, but I have this nagging feeling that, you know, this isn't the best I can do. You know, I don't want people to see this product. When, when it is, it is good. I mean, it's a good product, and I guess that feeling can be a good one. It's kind of like, you know, I've always, I always want to push more. So, I mean, I, I, can, I can always just put out, you know, a, a product that I've built that I, I like, but why I always feel that my most favorite thing that I'm working on is what I'm working on right now. And even after the initial excitement of having the idea is over, I still feel like that's the most important thing that I'm working on. That's the most, that's the best thing that I'm, I'm going to have built to date. So I want to ask you, there's a, there's a lot of talk in the industry and people write blog posts about this all the time. And there was a pastry box post about it a while back, uh, probably several actually that have come out. Um, this idea of imposter syndrome and how so many people who are just starting out in the industry who have some skills don't always necessarily feel like their skills actually match up to what people think of and they think like, oh, somebody's one day is going to discover that I'm a fraud. And I'm by no stretch of the imagination am I suggesting that with you, but I'm wondering if you've ever had that feeling because of where you know because of your age and because of right. your abilities and that kind of stuff and how have you been able you know if there's a 15 year old kid listening to the show right now how have you been able to push through something like that that i believe a lot of people at your age would go through a lot of people at any age go through it but i think you know at your age you would probably Teenagers. go through it a lot yeah <laughs> yeah um, and i say i sound like an old man and i'm only 23 <laughs> and uh 26 and i'm like you're like smarter than me at this point no <laughs> You know, I love this this topic. Um, I've rehearsed this this conversation in my head a lot of times um, because you know you hear it everywhere, right? There are posts about it. There, you know, um, there's on Happy Monday they have tons of things about it. I mean, everybody's talking about it. And I guess everybody has that feeling, and I've thought about it a lot. And I guess I've never really had that feeling too much. But I mean, obviously, at times I have. I mean, you just take a look at Dribble. If you go past the endless redesigns and you look at something that's, that's an actual product now or you know, some animation that someone's done or something that you can't do and you just see the quality of it and you think, wow, there's no way I'm ever going to be that level. There's no way you know, I'm at that level right now. There's, you know, the, there's, all these people are better than me. You know, I, how am I getting these clients? These clients are going to see these other people and they're going to – you know, I mean, you, you, know the, you know how it goes. I mean – I do. Yeah. <laughs> but – you know, it, it might be harsh, but I have this kind of thing when it comes to the imposter syndrome. I, I, you know, I feel that you should just suck it up, right? You should just suck it up and move on because the amount of time that you waste thinking about this, the amount of time that you waste going on and on in your head about whether you're ever going to be to this quality, that's, that's in and of itself, that's time wasted. You know, that's time you're not spent getting better. That's time you're not spending doing things in a better way, in a different way, trying out different things. You know, every second counts. You know, time itself isn't money, but time can lead to money. And when it really counts, when you really see that other people are, you know, doing amazing things, every time, every second that you spent, you know, just thinking about that, thinking about whether you're going to be as good as them, 
you know, that's time wasted. So just suck it up, move on, and keep building, and you'll get better. I mean, you have to get better. I mean, as you keep building things, you have to get better. There's no way you can't get better. It might take time, but you will get better. So no matter what, you should just keep on building, keep on working, and just, you know, suck it up and move on. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you, but, you know, there's so many things that are so great about, you know, this industry that are so great about our lives. You know, if you're feeling imposter syndrome, I can assure you that somebody else somewhere else in the world is having a much worse feeling than you. <laughs> so, you know, suck it up, move on and start building better things. That that is some sound advice and not only for other 15-year-olds but for the 26-year-old you're talking to right now. <laughs> um so, if you could even though you're young, I ask this to every single guest that I have, so I'm going to ask you to if you could go back to yourself at the very beginning, what advice would you tell yourself? What advice would you give yourself? The very beginning is now, but okay. Um, <laughs> well, you know, a few years ago, before you know, <laughs> yeah. before you started iOS, when you were just doing, right. when you were just messing around, before you really took it seriously. I would say take it seriously. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not really sure because I don't feel like I've matured enough to really have these in-depth, you know, life experiences with you know a bunch of philosophy about uh, behind them. But I mean. I've never really thought about this, but I don't know. I, I guess, you know, just I, I would just go on and say, just keep doing what you're doing. You know, back, you know, a couple years ago, I guess, I never really had any life problems because, you know, as a kid, you don't have to worry about paying for your house or paying for where you live or paying taxes. Well, no, I have to worry about paying taxes, but <laughs> And that's annoying. But, you know, it's if you don't have to worry about lots of things as a kid, then it's just really easy to have to kind of, you know, make things, build things. So, you know, I would just say keep going. That's those two words is what I would say to myself. Um, that's that, I mean, that's fantastic advice. If you yeah. if you think about it, Chris Coyer, you know, of CSS mm-hmm. Tricks, he was on yeah. the show a few weeks back and he gave himself some similar advice, too. He was like, I don't I wouldn't want to go back and change very much because I I like where I've ended up. So, like, why yeah. would I why would I change anything? Right. Um, so in the last couple of minutes that we have, what does the future hold for you? I know you mentioned that you're working on a company, you know, like what other things are you working on? You know, what do you see yourself doing five years from now? I guess, you know, that kind of stuff. That's funny. I was just just working on charting that out. Um, (laughs) But, you know, there's a lot to do, like I said before, in this industry. And especially for me, because, you know, I'm I'm really young and there's so many things that I can do. The sky is not the limit. I mean, obviously, I can go higher than the sky. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, there's just so much to do. And in five years, you know, I see myself with, you know, a larger company with, you know, a handful of really great employees and, you know, building some amazing things. And, you know, the the, the deal with this company that I'm building, it's a, a software development company. And, you know, it sounds the same like every company, but we're working on some pretty cool things, algorithms and things that are really, really neat. And, you know, hopefully they will, you know, prove themselves in five years. And in 10 years, you know, I see myself even bigger, you know. There's always something else you can do in in that goes back to taking a break. You know, if I ever get bored with software, hardware is still there, you know? I mean, there's so much in this industry. There's hardware and software and all these new platforms that are coming out. So, you know, if iOS apps start becoming, you know, just no point making them, 
you know, the watches that are coming out these days, the Google Glass, you know, there's so many things that you can really go into. And as more things become more mainstream, I see myself really venturing out into newer platforms and into, you know, better platforms, into newer things, getting newer ideas, building my own platforms. Just there's so much I can do right now. That's awesome. And I wish you the best of luck in all of that. Where the last question that I ask everyone is where can people find you on the internet, Twitter, Facebook, website, that kind of stuff? All right. Well, um, on Twitter, I'm at underscore Sean Singh. That's S-H-A-A-N-S-I-N-G-H. I I have a cool name. Deal with it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not on Facebook for obvious reasons. I, um, and I'm I'm currently in the process of, you know, changing up where I am in terms of websites and things. Right now, I'm still online at my website, seansing.me. So my name's still S-H-A-A-N-S-I-N-G-H.me. Um, but soon that will actually be gone and be redirected to my company website. And there's nothing there right now, but if you wanted to go, it's B-L-U-E-C-O-C-O-A. Awesome name, Blue Coco. You'll love it. But, um... So, yeah, that's where you can find me on the web, on Twitter, on Dribble. I'm Sean Singh, S-H-A-A-N-S-I-N-G-H. And, yeah, that's me. Awesome, Sean. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. You are you're an inspiration to 15-year-olds. You're an inspiration to 30-year-olds. You're an inspiration to everyone. Um, awesome. Keep doing the great work that you're doing. I want to thank everyone for listening to this week's episode of How to Hold a Pencil. Um, you can find show notes and stuff that we talked about and links to Sean's Twitter and his website and his new company at www.howtoholdapencil.com. You can follow the show on Twitter at Hold a Pencil, and you can follow me on Twitter at Ruben Inger. That's R E U B E N I N G B E R. And I will speak to you all next week. Hey.